into episode six of Trail Talk SA. G'day, my name is Brad Brown. Thank you for taking the time to download and listen to this trail running podcast aimed specifically at the South African trail running market. Really chuffed to have a guest that we had on first episode here on Trail Talk SA. We spoke to him exclusively uh, about what he was hoping to achieve at the Leadville 100 miler. Well, he has returned. It wasn't as successful as Ryan Sands would have hoped. But we sort of uh, pick that performance apart and, and, and try and figure out what went wrong with Ryan and, and the lessons that he's going to take out of it. I also asked him sort of how long it takes him to recover from a 100-miler. And I was actually quite surprised at his answer, to be honest. Uh, the man is an absolute machine. And then also on this week's show, we talk sky running with the founder and chairman of the South African Sky Running Association, James Hallett. That's coming up. And then we also touch base with Robin Hyde from Modern Athlete to let you know exactly what's coming up in this month's Modern Athlete from a trail runner's perspective. Don't forget as well, if you'd like to be in touch, you can tweet us at Trail Talk SA. You can also like our Facebook page. Just head over to facebook.com forward slash Trail Talk SA or pop me an email. Podcast at Trail Talk SA. We're getting some great reviews on iTunes as well. If you'll keep those coming, uh, if you do download this podcast through the iTunes platform, it'll just take you a couple of seconds and it helps us spread the word uh, about this podcast to as many people as possible because uh, essentially that's the only way we grow is through word of mouth. And if you enjoy the content, I would really, really enjoy it and really appreciate it if you wouldn't mind helping spread the word. So without further ado, let's get straight into our first guest this week. Uh, we chat to Ryan Sands. We chatted to him, uh, it seems like, just the other day here on Trail Talk SA with regards to his upcoming trip to Leadville to take on the Leadville 100 miler. And uh, it's awesome to have him back on the show once again this week. Ryan Sands, welcome back uh, to SA. How's things going? Yeah, thanks uh, for having me back on, on the show. Yeah, um, yeah, feeling a lot a lot better than what I did uh, during the race. Obviously, the race didn't go according to plan for me. Um, yeah, I had a bit of a, a fall on the trail two weeks before the race and uh, yeah, compressed my spine a little bit and um, pulled the vertebra out of alignment. And yeah, that... Um, was in the back and flex it to, to flare up quite a bit. So, yeah, unfortunately, I had to drop out of the race at uh, 50 miles, which uh, well, was really disappointing, not, not the result I hoped for. But, uh, yeah, just kind of looking forward now and hoping to, to get strong again and, uh, and, as I said, like move, move on from, from the Leadville setback. Yeah, Ryan, I mean, we, we chatted before the race and you, you were pretty amped. And, and, I mean, I was tracking you online and, and all of a sudden when, when I had heard that you had pulled out, I mean, I was gutted, but, but I'm sure it was nowhere close to the disappointment that you were feeling. And, and you mentioned that you, you had a fall a couple of weeks before the race and going into the race, you, you were a bit nervous. You had back spasms at 50 miles. How tough is it to, to make that decision that, you know what, I need to walk away from this that uh, I can probably carry on, but I'm risking doing some serious long-term damage, uh, and, and maybe maybe it's time to call it quits and come back and fight another day. How hard is that decision? Yeah, it's probably the, the hard, one of the hardest decisions I've had to make in, in my life. Uh, to be honest, if, if I thought I had um, half a chance to actually finish, I think um, I would have gone for it. But, um, yeah, I was getting really bad spasms. I, kept, I was basically having to... To walk and I was kind of hobbling on, on the downhill and I still had to kind of turn around and, and go back over Hope Pass and down the other side. So I had my doubts whether I'd even um, you know, make it back over Hope Pass, but it is, is a really tough decision. Um, yeah, you know, I think 
for me, it's, in my mind, I've always been like when you start something, you finish it no matter what. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think I would have finished it. And yeah, and even as you say, like the decision, you don't want to do serious damage to to yourself either. Like this is is, is my career, but it's 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 a tough decision. Um, kind of, I suppose you you walk away kind of with your kind of head between your legs and and you feel like a loser or a quitter for giving up. So it has been been really tough. Um, especially the, the few setbacks I had leading up up to the race. Um, kind of had, had seemed to have had really good luck um, up until kind of uh, May this year. And then, then after that, kind of, I've had some, a couple of bad runs. But, uh, yeah, I suppose that's that's nice. You get you get the good and, and the bad. And I'm hoping in, in a couple of years' time, I'll, I'll look back at this experience and, and actually realize that I can or that I've actually learned a lot about it. So, uh, yeah, for me, I'm just trying to kind of, not beat myself up too much about it and then try and look look forward and, and see where I can improve. Yeah, I mean, you talk about learning lessons. I don't know if it's the same for you, but for me, like, I tend to, to learn a hell of a lot from the, the runs that don't go that well or according to plan than, than you do than, than maybe the ones that go exactly uh, the way you hope them to. Uh, I mean, the lessons that you've learned out of this, what what, what are you going to take out of this this setback? Yeah, for sure. I think you definitely, when, when things are going well, you don't um, think about things too much. So, uh, yeah, I think I think I have learned a lot about this. Uh, learned a lot about myself, and probably just um, some of the things that you just like kind of appreciate it when things are going well, and um, kind of really uh, savor those, those moments. I think when things are going well, you kind of always looking forward, and you kind of want more. Um, in a sense, almost kind of being a, a bit greedy. Um, so I think for me, it just kind of makes me realize that to actually uh, really appreciate the, the achievements that I've, I've made in the past, and um, yeah, also. I think there are a couple of things I, I can take out of my preparation and, and stuff, but I think it's it's more that I've been un, unlucky um, in the past few few races than any kind of doing anything wrong in, in, in my preparation, I'd like to think. So I think another lesson, I don't want to kind of obviously definitely take stuff out of the race, but also don't want to kind of cross and analyze it too much and kind of try and overthink it too much. I think, um, yeah, I think it's, it's dangerous to, to overanalyze things and everything happens for a reason. So it's, it's, for me, it's about trying to just uh, really focus on on the, the present and and move forward. Yeah, and it's also one of those things, Ryan, that, I mean, a 100-miler is, uh, is a long way to go, and, and so much can happen. I think that's also one of the things that, that uh, people people don't realize is that it's it's not a 10K. There's there's tons that goes into it, and there's also tons that can go wrong on the day or, or go right, for that matter. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm chuffed that you, you, you're sort of taking it this way in your stride, and you said you, you haven't had the greatest of run of late, but, uh, yeah, I hope, hope that you do turn things around. As far as the injury goes, how's, how's that looking? Um, yeah, it's, it's looking um, a lot better, obviously, um, in kind of walk, working with my support team over the, the past um, week. And yeah, I've, I've made some, some good progress. I think where it spasms, it obviously spasms quite quite badly. So just kind of working on, on that, um, getting my, my back a, a lot, lot straighter. And obviously everything's tightened up in, in my back. Uh, but I think in, in a couple of days, I, I should be good as long as I don't um, try and push too hard. So yeah, I, I think obviously there's a tendency kind of, I want to jump straight back in, into racing again. And um, I think um, a few days ago, I had plans about heading back to, to the States to do another 100 miler. But um, yeah, I think kind of sanity or is, is kicking in. And I realized I've just got to kind of take a step back and just make sure I'm 100%. And also, like mentally, just to freshen up, obviously, the Leadville and the Western States were two really big, big setbacks for me. So I've taken a, a bit of a knock mentally, probably my confidence a bit. So, um, yeah, just trying to freshen up a bit. Um, yeah, I had a, had a couple of good good runs since I've been back, just a bit bit shorter, and just kind of 
getting back to my roots and, and, and running for the, the enjoy of it and just kind of getting up into Table Mountain and enjoying the views and um, stopping to take a couple of pictures and, and not worrying about um, any specific training for a race. So, um, yeah, that, that's the, the plan for the moment. Um, got a couple of races in, in, in mind, but also, as I said, like I don't want to rush into it, so I kinda, I'll, I'll kind of think it over for a couple of few more days and then um, take it from, from there. Ryan, one, one of the things I wanted to ask you is, I mean, a 100-miler has got to take it out of you physically. How long would you typically take to recover? I mean, from a race, I mean, let's not use Leadville as an example because that's, that's sort of out of the ordinary where you've picked up a, a, an injury, but on, on a race, a 100-miler that you would race really hard that, that perhaps you've won, how long does it take you to sort of get back where, where you're sort of starting to feel normal again? Yeah, I think it depends. Obviously, my first 100 mile I did was with Leadville. That took me kind of two weeks to, to feel semi-normal again, but then still probably another six weeks to actually um, kind of, but like the stiffness and the soreness were, were out of my legs within 10 days to two weeks, but you still your legs feel so flat for for the next um, couple of, of, of weeks afterwards. Um, another race like Western States, I seem to recover a bit quicker. So I think that the more you do, probably the, the, the quicker... You recover, but I still think, yeah, kind of probably sore for about uh, a week to 10 days afterwards. Uh, for me now, I'm current 100 miles, but it takes another four to six weeks um, to kind of fully um, regain um, and, and, and feel um, kind of normal again. But I think it also depends on on the race. Um, some races seem to affect you more than others. I think it's how hard you've got to, got to push in those, those end kind of final miles that really can take it out of you. Okay. And then uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spotter, but you you said you you not you not sort of haven't decided on what races or anything you want to do yet. But a couple of weeks yeah. ago, I chatted I chatted to the guys from uh, the Otter Trail Run, uh, and they were saying that uh, some of the field that they've got, they got AJ coming down, and and they were saying you were going to be there, but you you're not running. Uh, what are the chances of you running this thing now? Um, yeah, I'm still like uh, playing things things, but yeah, like I'll like give it some more thought over the. The next few days, I might actually be as chance I could be in in Europe um, over those those days. So um, yeah, I'll I'll check. But yeah, like obviously the Otters won a or probably my favourite race in, in South Africa. One of my favourite races. I'd definitely love to be back. I don't know if it'll be this year. I definitely want to make sure I'm I'm 100 percent fit and and and, and ready. Um, yeah, I think I took a took a bit out my my body um, with kind of the, the level setback also mentally. So I definitely want to, I want to come back back strong and, and be mentally fresh. So, um, yeah, I'd, I'd say I, I might be there. I don't know if, if I'll be racing, but, um, yeah, I'll give it some, some more thought over the next, next few days and, um, and take it from, from, from there. But yeah, looks like Otter is going to be a really exciting race this, this year with guys like, like Ricky Lightfoot there from, from the UK. I think I'll definitely, um, yeah, put some money, put some money on him for the win. Cool, cool. Never, never say never. So there we go. Ryan Sands, thank you so yeah. much for chatting to us again. Really do appreciate it. And yeah, please, please be in touch and, and, and let us know when you have made a decision what you're going to do next. We'll, we'll, we'd love to sort of let folks know here uh, what you're going to be up to and, and how they can sort of track your progress. Cool, great. Thanks. Yeah, obviously yeah, I've got a, some like, exciting project next year, so I kind of don't want to rush into anything uh, too quickly uh, this year and kind of make sure I'm 100%. Sounds brilliant. We'll, we'll keep us informed and, and we'll keep everyone else Thanks. informed. Appreciate the time once again, Ryan. Take care, mate. Thank you. Ciao, Our next guest here on Trail Talk SA this week is the founder and chairman of the South African Sky Running Association. What is sky running, you ask? Well, we'll get into that in a bit more detail as well. It's an absolute pleasure to welcome James Hallett on the show. James, before we get into anything about sky running, tell me a little bit about the South African Sky Running Association. When was it founded? 
about yeah, when was it August 2011? Um, actually, post uh, post uh, doing an article on the Skyrunning, the International Skyrunning Federation, which I can talk a little bit more about in a bit. But um, we did an article in Go Trail about the the ISF, the International Skyrunning Federation, and. Uh, you know, I got quite connected with the with the sport and and the appeal of of the sport as it currently stands. And I mean, this is a sport that's when I say a sport, you know, skyrunning is obviously a a defined um, genre of of the greater off road running. Um, you know, the sport of off road running. So there certainly is a, a, a very much a definition around you know what skyrunning is and where it came from. And and interestingly, it's it's not new um, in terms of uh, its definition. It was it was it was founded or sort of I would think maybe stumbled upon, you know, if the guy did manage to fall down the mountain would be a, a, a way of putting it. But uh, it was stumbled upon in, in the early 90s um, by an Italian man. His uh, his name was Marino Giacometti and he currently is the uh, the overall uh, man in charge of the International Skyrunning Federation. He's been he's been obviously at it for the last, you know, 20, 22 years um, developing the sport and Working hard at at making sure that it it goes uh, in a way that or grows in a way that uh, is really true to what it what skyrunning is all about, um, and yeah, you know we did this article in in 2011, and and it was just kind of really appealing to me in terms of what it what it meant to be part of the skyrunning community. So I kind of undertook and and uh, did a, a, an exercise on on finding out how we as uh, South Africa could join. The International Skyrunning Federation, and it was actually back then quite a simple process. It was uh, a case of just you know filling in the forms, paying over a membership fee as a as an associate member, um, filling various roles um, on the uh, General Assembly, the International Skyrunning Federation General Assembly, and uh, and then obviously beginning the promotional phase of you know in, introducing skyrunning to the South African running community. But uh, interestingly, back then um, there was there was actually I wouldn't say resistance was the word. It was more just a kind of, a, you know, there was just this total lack of knowledge around what skyrunning really was. Of course, there's there's events in South Africa which refer to skyrunning or, or a skyrun, but um, these events aren't, you know, part and parcel of the actual overall uh, skyrunning sport as it as it currently stands through the International Skyrunning Federation. So, a lot of people were kind of a little bit you know they didn't really understand what it was all about and and you know it made made the job quite difficult in fact the first sort of 12 to 18 months of of my role as the chairman um of SASA the South African Skyrunning Association was to really kind of try and educate people um you know bring in a lot of information or as much information as I can uh, as I could through you know like the likes of GoTrail and various other platforms um just to just Encourage people to sort of understand where you know the origins of the sport and what it was all about, um, but more specifically, I think just educate people on on what skyrunning stands for. And of course, there's there's a, a variety of criteria that that define the sport. As you can imagine, skyrunning definitely referencing running high up in the clouds uh, and on 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 exposed peaks and things like that. So there's 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 a, a, a very specific criteria that that the ISF have developed over the last 22 years to to get to these multiple definitions which they have of the, the different disciplines that they've created within skyrunning. Uh, for example, the sky marathon or the ultra sky marathon or the vertical kilometer, the sky race, the sky trail. So they have a, a variety of different disciplines and all of those meet certain criteria. So it was, it was a case of just, you know, 
um, trying to get people to understand that and, and obviously then build upon that. And um, it was a kind of a catch-22 scenario because uh, to have a sort of credible or, or, or currently you know, operating national circuit, as, as, you, as, you would, as we would call it, uh, we would need events that would A, fit the criteria and then B, be willing to, to join the Skyrunning um, Association and meet various criteria. They're obviously obligated to follow those criteria, but meet those criteria and then promote the event, not only as a trail running event, because th that's the beauty of Skyrunning. It, it does incorporate uh, you know, multiple trail running events, but obviously these are trail running events which go up to certain um, altitude and have a certain vertical gain over their distance. Um, so yeah, it was quite a specific thing, and and uh, you know the catch twenty two came and with uh, with the scenario that we needed uh, the events, or we need the events. Uh, we need a minimum of three events to actually host a national annual skyrunning um, circuit championship. Um, and currently, actually, the good news is that we already have two in two thousand and thirteen. Uh, the Matrosburg. Um, Sky Marathon, which is part of the Matrosburg Trail Challenge and the, the, the Lesotho Ultra Trail. Um, these two events already make up part of the Sky Running Circuit. And as soon as we get a third on board, um, this, is a, this is a little silent pitch, as you know, Brad. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but as we get a third and, and obviously more um, onto the circuit and, and recognized as, as Sky Running disciplines, we're then able to create a national circuit and have runners uh, compete in a minimum of three of these events and ultimately be crowned the annual South African Skyrunning champion. It sounds, it sounds fascinating. I mean, you talk about that, that criteria and that as well, and, and you mentioned that there were races here that, that sort of considered themselves Skyrunning, but they didn't fall into that criteria. Could you touch basically, I mean, you said there was a Skyrunning Marathon, Skyrunning Ultra, uh, a vertical kilometer. Can you touch on, on, the, on the sort of basic criteria of, of what it takes to become a, a certified sort of Skyrun? Well, the, basically, you know, the, you, you're looking at um, specifics in terms, as I mentioned earlier, specifics in terms of uh, altitude, uh, where the race actually takes place, or at what height, or at what altitude the race actually takes place, as well as the vertical gain, meaning the climbing that you're going to be doing across the route profile, and then of course the distance. And the distance is is probably the the most key. Well, when it comes to the specific criteria or the specific definitions that the International Skyrunning Federation have put forward, uh, the the distance obviously then determines the 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 brand name as you, as so to speak in terms of the, the what the actual race gets defined as. So, for example, a, a Sky Marathon is any race that's within a minimum of um, two thousand meters of total elevation gain. Um, and it's it's in the distance of between 30 to 40 kilometers. So it's not it's not your true marathon in terms of what a marathon definition is by the RAA, for example. But they've termed it a sky marathon, and they've given a a, a kilometer range, a distance range of between 30 to 42 kilometers. Then you've got a an ultra sky marathon, which is similar criteria in terms of elevation gain and, and altitude. But what they've done there is they've said, well, this this is a, a sky marathon. Uh, or this is a, 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 a defined sky running discipline that is five percent or more of a sky marathon, meaning you know the distance is obviously slightly longer with a little bit more climbing. Okay, fantastic. And, and then you spoke about the two that, that we've got in South Africa, already, Matrusburg and, and the Lesotho. What, what, how are we looking for for possibly number three and number four? Is there anything on the cards at the moment? 
There is, you know, there, there's there's actually quite a quite a large scope of of races that exist on the calendar currently, and of course, um, event organisers who are pretty well settled in terms of what they do, who you know they can explore and, and are exploring the opportunities of of you know doing some high altitude running. So you know, we're obviously quite limited in terms of our, our of our landscape here in South Africa because there's there's although we do have a, quite a, a vast uh, area um, that that does exceed 2,000 meters of altitude or more, um, that it's still quite limiting in terms of you know actually getting to you know the, the accessibility of these places. Not only from a, a roads perspective in terms of getting out there and and traveling out there, but also there's there are some. Uh, Quite stringent sort of environmental issues, or not issues, but um, you know, environmental bodies who who really protect these areas. I'm just referencing the Drakensberg, for example, um, who is is most of the Drakensberg is basically maintained um, by the by the KZN. Um, uh, KZN Wildlife is in Velo, and of course they don't promote. Uh, anything that's kind of event oriented in these areas, so it does obviously limit the areas that we're we're able to access. But again, it's it's opening up some really potentially some really great doors because um, event organisers are able to use the skyrunning platform, uh, you know, through the association and through the the link directly to the International Skyrunning Federation to promote uh, you know the opportunity of creating sky you know skyrunning disciplines in these various regions um you know it's a, it's a great opportunity to promote areas um, where there are you know tourism related things that uh, that you know those those specific areas are trying to attract um and of course the ultimate goal and and it was actually my specifically my ultimate goal with creating the South African Skyrunning Association was to to generate the interest between the international skyrunning trail running mountain running off-road running um, community uh, in South Africa's trail running, off-road running, sky running community. You know, it was a, such a great opportunity because it is such an established network. You know, it, it gives this this great opportunity to get these international guys down here to experience these races. Um, of course, that doesn't detract from what uh, current event organizers are doing that are not associated with with the sky running association and host other events. I mean, it's 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 really taking place where a lot more international guys are. You know willing to travel out here and experience races but this is just a, another really great platform and and event organizers are slowly kind of coming around to the idea and exploring the opportunities uh, in fact the organizer of the Lesotho Ultra Trail uh, Andrew Booth from KZN Trail Running here in KwaZulu-Natal he's actually exploring a, a potential sky marathon and the guys um, from the Matrisburg Trail Challenge they, they're, they're exploring a couple of uh, route variations to to have actually a sky marathon and potentially a vertical kilometer and maybe even an ultra sky marathon. So, that you know, it's it's the guys who come with an open mind that I think will will benefit the most. And 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 again, ultimately the runner will will benefit because there'll be just this new and exciting circuit and and ultimately a platform that they can test themselves against themselves and and other runners. Brilliant. Tell tell me a little bit about this vertical kilometer. It sounds fascinating. Yeah, the vertical kilometer is uh, quite an interesting one and, and uh, quite a lung buster at that. Um, it's basically a, a race that that's takes place over a, over a distance not longer than five kilometers, but the, the, the criteria within that is that you have to climb 1,000 meters um, within that distance. So, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's something that, you know, we, we, we don't have a lot of variety when it comes to um, place, a place in, or places in South Africa where we're able to in five kilometers climb from either sea level to a thousand meters 
or 1,000 meters to 2,000 meters or even 2,000 to 3,000 meters. So it is quite a, a limiting uh, race option. And the other problem is with this kind of a race option is that with it comes quite a, quite a stringent sort of uh, runner protection, um, so to speak. You know, the, the event organizer really needs to be cognizant of uh, what goes into creating a vertical kilometer route, um, specifically with regards to the dangers um, of climbing 1,000 meters over a 5K you know, 5K distance where often guys are going to be, you know, on hands and knees clamoring up the sides of almost, you know, straight up steep uh, cliff faces. Well, not cliff faces, but, but you know, very steep inclines. Um, so it is, it's a very uh, dynamic, very interesting um, concept to, to the racing. And often what you'll find is in, in Europe, for example, a vertical kilometer will precede uh, an ultra sky marathon or a, or a sky marathon and, and you know these guys the event organizers what they what they'll do there is they'll create kind of a in inverted commas a festival of of sky running where they'll have on the friday a vertical a vertical kilometer on the saturday a, a sky marathon or a sky race and then on the sunday over to the monday they'll have a ultra sky marathon you know so they'll actually create these these different disciplines but of course it you know it doesn't mean that a, a, an athlete will be able to arrive on the friday do the vertical kilometer on the friday and then get through the saturday as well as the sunday obviously yeah. you'll have to pick um, and choose but it's yeah, quite an interesting and quite an exciting concept that actually does sound quite cool and then james for for people who want to find out more about sky running where where can they go uh, of course well for the uh, south african sky running association and all that that we stand for um in terms of you know our our constitution and what we what we're aiming to do locally uh, that's a that's a pretty simple one. Skyrunning.co.za, www.skyrunning.co.za, and uh, for the bigger picture and for the 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 global skyrunning um, platform, the, the 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 only port of call there is www.skyrunning.com, which is the uh, the International Skyrunning Federation official website. Um, and you can also follow us on on Twitter, which is uh, Skyrunning SA, and also on Facebook, which is uh, facebook.com forward slash Skyrunning SA. Cool. James, what I'll do is I'll pop all those links on our website as well so that if people are listening to this, they can just go straight through from the show notes for this episode cool. uh, to those websites as well. It sounds amazing, and, and I know Skyrunning is huge overseas, and, and yeah, let's hope we can get a, a few more races here in SA and get that, that circuit on and, and crown a, a national Skyrunning champion. Yeah, it would be pretty cool. I think I think the, the trail runners out there, here, in, especially here in South Africa, are very in tune with, with what's going on globally and, and, and more so, becoming more so in tune with what's going on. And Skyrunning has definitely become part of that bigger picture. So, yeah, let's hope there's a lot more aspirant guys out there and, and we can get them racing for the clouds. Eh? Yeah, absolutely. James Heller, thank you so much for telling to us today. Pleasure. Thanks a lot, Brad. As we do every single month here on Trail Talk SA, we catch up with uh, the folks down at Modern Athlete to find out what's in the magazine from a trail running perspective. And it's a big month this month for Modern Athlete, celebrating their 50th edition. And it's a pleasure to welcome back onto the show sales manager, Robin Hyde. Robin, welcome onto Trail Talk SA again. Brad, good morning. Nice to be back with you. Awesome, man. 50th edition. That's, that's a biggie. Uh, what's, in, what's in the mag this month from a trail running perspective? Brad, it is a biggie for us. We're all very, very proud of it. Indeed, 50th edition. Uh, as far as trail goes, uh, in the September issue, Great Trails of SA, as usual, brought to you by Kayway. We look at the Nguenya in Mpumalanga, uh, the story at Picks by Jacques Marais. Of course, he is the author of, tra of the Trail Runner's Guide, so there's something quite nice to look out for. We also feature the 2013 Spur Cape Winter Trail Series. That's been uh, followed and back quite extensively, so look out for that one. And then uh, there's an article entitled Proudly Saffa, 
where we cover the uh, two World Championship trail events, which took place recently in Wales and in Poland, where we had a South African squad over there. So nice read uh, for the trail folk. And uh, wrapping things up on the trail scene, Rhino Runners. Nedbank saved the Rhino uh, trail run that was held at the Interbeni Big Five Game Reserve uh, back in July. So nice, exciting trail news and trail stories for, for our readers, Brad. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, that World Champs in, in Wales, I actually, funnily enough, uh, caught up with Lundy Kraling here a couple of weeks ago on Trail Talk SA and spoke extensively about that too. So, uh, yeah, it sounded like an amazing championship. Lundy had a great run. Uh, and, yeah, I look forward to reading that article to find out how the rest of the guys and girls went. A really nice read and some nice accompanying photographs, Brad. Awesome. Robin Ide from Modern Athlete, thanks again for your time, and we'll catch up with you in a month from now. Cheers, Brad. Take care. Well, that's a wrap for this week's show on Trail Talk SA. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you did, if you wouldn't mind helping me spread the word, if uh, your trail running mates might appreciate this or uh, enjoy a listen, if you wouldn't mind forwarding the links and, and, and perhaps just giving us a review or a like on Facebook or perhaps a tweet as well, if you wouldn't mind, at Trail Talk SA. I uh, love hearing from you as well. Keep the tweets coming. Uh, let me know your thoughts. If there's people you want me to interview or, or someone you would like us to chat to, uh, you can also pop those onto our Facebook page. It's facebook.com forward slash Trail Talk Essay. Or you could pop me an email, podcast at Trail Talk Essay. From myself, Brad Brown, until next week, have yourself uh, a brilliant one. And just a, a quick teaser on what's happening next week. I chat to the winner of the 2013 Atacama Crossing, uh, all the way from Santiago in Chile. Really looking forward to that. And, uh, yeah, that's coming up on Episode 7 of Trail Talk SA. So from myself, Brad Brown, have yourself a great week, and we'll chat then. Cheers. Bye. <laughs>